Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Cake Radio. And if you're watching on a platform that isn't Anchor or Spotify, welcome to Cake Radio. I'm the Cake Dive. I'm a creator. I'm a content creator up on YouTube. I'm known for creating some hilarious edits on the Cake Edits channel, some impressive gaming videos on the Cake Dive channel, and some amazing um, web series and films over at DCN Creations. I'm so glad you could join me on this new episode of the podcast. Um, let's get started, of course. So, today... I had no idea what to talk about with this podcast because originally I was scheduling to have this episode be an episode where I would go over the entire Twilight franchise. Me and my friend Luke um, started binging the entire franchise and we were planning to, uh, we have a couple of words about it. That's why we decided to come together and make a podcast episode of it for Cake Radio, but we're not ready to release that yet. So I had to push that back and I just was scrambling to figure out something that would be entertaining to talk about for y'all to listen to. And what I came with was the 2022 BET Awards. So if you don't know what the BET Awards are, it's an American award show for the cable network uh, BET, Black Entertainment Television by Paramount Global and it was established to celebrate African Americans in music, acting, sports and other fields of entertainment over the past year Um, that award show happened I think Sunday and as of recording it's Wednesday Um, so what I wanted to talk about was talking about the show or as much of the show as I really want to from an outsider's perspective because I didn't watch when I, w- I was getting bombarded with ads everywhere and they were talking about this is culture's biggest night and I when I was seeing that I'm like we will be watching another channel uh, because I am not necessarily a fan of BET or more so the BET Awards because of how they've um, how they've sort of handled uh, welcoming LGBTQ, LGBTQ talent into the Black Hair Team fold um, for people who are a part of the community you would understand that um, uh, queer, culture, queer people in the Black community have had massive impacts to Black culture and the same goes the other way around. Black people have had massive impacts to LGBTQ culture and how that community has moved, and how both communities have moved forward. But BT has sort of failed to really sort of push that forward or at least make sure that that's known. They've sort of, they've had incidents and lawsuits in the past with how they've um, handled uh, some LGBTQ talent and how they've had their how their behavior towards them has not been the best um and it also and that sort of that past those past incidents have sort of returned to this BET award show because you know the saying um people who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it and the BET people over at BET I guess were doomed to repeat it with this BET awards because there was the controversy that started up with the fact that they did not invite um, or nominate Lil Nas X for 
awards at the BT Awards show. And he went on Twitter with some now deleted posts talking about how he was frustrated with how he went on stage and performed for them. And even though he is a talented chart-topping artist, he received no honors or no nominations from the from one of the cornerstones of uh, black culture and one of the corner one of the corner one of the only places where black culture is really specifically honored in a way like this in a mo- in a very successful and more mainstream way there are definitely other black awards that exist but the fact that it's BET and, be- and the fact that BET is one of the most well-known um quote-unquote black networks that exist um is something that was very clearly important to him and the fact that he was shafted was something that obviously was frustrating to see um the BET Awards did, however, decide to um, nominate and bring um, one of Jack Harlow, who is white, um, and was featured on one of Lil Nas, Lil Nas X's songs um, to the BET Awards, which didn't make any sense. But I let's go into um, let's let's break what some more memorable moments that I saw um, and wanted to talk about here on the podcast right now. So let's start with some of the fashion. Um, there were some there were some hits and there were a lot of misses. Um, but a lot of most of, for the most part, a lot of the people who went and attended the BT War show ate, ate ate it up on the red carpet. Like I'm not gonna lie. Um, as you usually do, but there was some there are some interesting things I want to point out. So let's start with Saucy Santana. Saucy Santana is a um, a queer artist who was invited to VT Awards shows to perform. Um, I'll get back. I'll get back towards that later once I get towards more talk about the performances. Um, he arrived at the award show with. You know, the he was wearing like a little like dress thing, um, and I like the look. It was getting very much British. Like, hey, good morning, how are you? Thank you for inviting me to the BT Awards. Um, <laughs> and like, it it looked good. I liked that top part. I liked how it looked. And then you look down at his feet, and he got some like Grinch boots on. Like, it looked like he attacked the Grinch like the Grinch was stealing his Christmas and he decided to steal something from the Grinch and it was his feet um so it just I did not see the vision I I did not see the vision um and then you had Chance the Rapper who I'm I it was an okay fit that he was wearing it kind of looked like he was wearing something from like the forever 21 men's section and if you've been to forever 21 you know that the men's section is at like the very corner of like the end of the store like you have to like run towards it and do some gauntlets some hunger game stuff to get to that center and it's like just a small array of stuff it looked like he got stuff from there but like i've also seen videos of him on the red carpet in like different angles and it doesn't look bad even though like 
in certain angles it looks like forever 21 and then other angles it actually it actually kind of eats it kind of gives so as i said it was okay um and then my top favorite looks you had chloe bailey who performed i'll get on to her performance later she was looking very good on the red carpet she was looking so well and plus she was looking fine in her performance she is so fine by the way and i'm glad that she was able to eat up the bc was today uh not today but at, on sunday um and then you also had um cynthia revo who if you don't know who cynthia revo is she is um she was one of the act she was the actor of harriet tubman in the movie harriet that came out several years ago and she will be playing she will be performing in the two-parter film adaptation of wicked that's coming in a few years and i was loving her multicolored tops and uh top shirt and like skirt that she was wearing it looked very pretty very beautiful and i was loving her look on the red carpet um and last not least there's also other people that i would that i would like to mention but i feel like it will get a little too long uh, I wanted to kind of keep this BT segment as, as small as possible for someone who did not see the BT Awards. Um, but last and definitely not least is the look that Kiki Palmer gave. She was looking like a beautiful tapestry. But, I mean, obviously, it's Kiki Palmer. She, Miss Can't uh, Miss a Check, was looking good as always. I'm very excited for... She was obviously there, you know, to support. And she was also there, you know, to, like, give a little press. Because, you know, if you don't know, Kiki Palmer is obviously chasing a bag right now. She was just in um, Disney Pixar's Lightyear, which if you haven't seen, you should go ahead and watch it. And she's going to be in the upcoming Jordan Peele film, Nope, that comes out in July. Um, be sure you tune into that, too. Um, because obviously I've seen Kiki's performances and she doesn't miss. So you should tune in and support your girl in that moment. Now that's it for the red carpet fashion looks. Um, and let's move to talk about some of these performances. Now, I obviously, because I didn't watch the perform, uh, the whole show, I only watched, um, some of the segments that popped up on TikTok as well as some of the full performances on YouTube to sort of make sure that I can at least give somewhat of an opinion. So, and I obviously know that because I did not watch the show in its entirety, you you can take what, you can really just like, I mean, if you really wanted to, you can kind of like take mine with a grain of salt. You could always watch the show later if you want to. Um, but from the performances that I saw, as well as some of like the stage things that they were doing, some of like the skits and stuff that they were trying to perform, I, this award show did not eat. Like a lot of the people individually ate, but the overall awards didn't eat. Now, let's start with one of the performances that I know like made the most rounds, and that was Jack Harlow inviting uh brandy on stage or surprising people with brandy on stage when he was performing um first class and as much as you know a lot of people are saying it's jack harlow surprising people with brandy baby brandy brought and surprised people with jack harlow because 
I'm a Brandy fan. Probably, as you know, I grew up with Brandy. Watched I tuned into Moesha. Um, I was watching a lot of her other films. Tuning into Cinderella. And then I watched... Um, when I was like, when I got older, I was tuning into her uh, Disney Cinderella film. And then obviously I got into her music. I'm very excited for her to bring that new, that B8. I'm excited for that new album, girl. Um, Basically, her performance ate up whatever the hell Jack Harlow was doing. And like, no shade to Jack Harlow. Like I, like, I understand. I like the grind that he took. He definitely like wrote he did try his hard to like get into the rap game so i can't like discredit that but i feel like for the most part he's only he, he a lot of the support that he's gotten was mostly because of the fact that he's white and that he's like charming and there's nothing wrong with being white and there's nothing wrong with being charming but the fact that his perform his performance was dry it was kind of dry. He, it, it wasn't his strongest performance, especially since he's performed first class multiple times. And if he's given, I feel like he's given a stronger performance to like the Nickelodeon Awards, um, compared to the BTC Awards, and it, that's kind of interesting considering he's always been sort of talking about how um, black women have always brought him up and how he's like here to support the culture as much as he can. Um, which I'm not trying to disrespect or anything, but it's just kind of interesting to know. Um, but you have his, like, performance, which arguably was very dry, and it's kind of underwhelming, and you could, like, see it in the crowd how underwhelming it was. People were trying to get into it, but they really couldn't. And then, surprise, Brandy pops up, and everyone in the crowd, including me, watching this on my little TV screen, was kind of getting into it because it was a surprise. She did a little freestyle, and then they did their little like their little back and forth sort of rap thing with first class remixing it, and it was very cute. I liked how overall I liked how they both came together to do a performance like that. Um, as much as I, as much as I have like some of the individual nitpicks over Jack Harlow's side of performance as well as Jack Harlow himself, I still very much like Jack Harlow, and I and I love Brandy, so it was a good performance. I would give it a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Um, next performance, Chloe, Chloe Bailey, Chloe Bailey of Chloe and Halle performing. Um, surprise. 10 out of 10. I, I follow, I follow Chloe, um, on like social media and it was interesting seeing like her process and I love, and I remember like right before the show happened, I saw like an Instagram post from her saying that she was very nervous. Um, and you could, the, the performance was a 10 out of 10. It's, it cleared because if you didn't know about Chloe, you probably, it's, depending on who, if you're a part of my audience or not, you probably are not aware of who Chloe Bailey or Chloe and Halle is. But they're, you know, a black, uh, Chloe and Halle are a black lit, like, artist duo. They're sisters. And they got picked up by Beyonce and her part, her little company, Parkwood Entertainment. Um, and as they sort of started pushing more music out and like working together and then ultimately when like they started doing their solo careers when um chloe 
went on to do her solo music, which she's been popping out with her singles. Um, which, by the way, the, the singles have been clearing. I'm glad she's getting her coins. She said another one. Thank you. Um, with surprise, um, after her last single, booty so big, Lord have mercy. Like it was, it was they. She's been clearing. I'm excited for to see what, how her album goes out. I'm excited to see that. Um, and her performance delivered. Like you can see that she was getting some. She was using a lot of like. Uh, she was using some some of that Beyonce influence. You can tell that like she was getting some of that Beyonce esque sort of work in there. Um, but you also sort of saw her, of course. You saw her putting her sort of stamp on it. And it was very iconic. It was a very good performance. I love that she did really good with it. 10 out of 10. Um, yeah, you had, I'm pretty sure Lizzo performed. And, you know, Lizzo always delivers. I can't really talk too much about that performance. Um, Dolce and Saucy Santana. Um... Dochi and Saucy Santana are like rappers who are recently starting to pop up. Um, I like Dochi's music. I love my favorite song from her was recently like one of the songs that recently got popular, which was Persuasive. Um, and she performed that at the BT Awards. She did a really good job. I I could tell that a lot of people on stage were like, like they were, a lot of people were into it. But you could tell that a lot of people, like, born, especially some of, like, the Pete celebrities did not know who Dochi was. And even though that's, like, definitely kind of unfortunate, it's just going to be a brief thing because the way that her music and the way that her freestyles go, she's going to be known real soon. Believe it. And then you got Salsa Santana. I'm a Salsa Santana fan, too. Um... She, he, uh, Saucy Santana got popular recently with some of the tracks that got popular off of TikTok. So, and those two tracks were Material Girl and her, his, uh, recently released, uh, single with, uh, Lotto Booty. Um, let me like briefly review, review those two. Material Girl, love that song. It's very iconic. He ate that down. Um, and then you have, uh booty which i remember a lot of people hearing the track at first like a brief snippet of the track and being like oh my god they like beyonce approved this when the the truth was that it's not a beyonce based track it's based off of the original sample that beyonce used for um crazy in love which was from the shy lights um so the shy and the shy lights are like another bag another coin another one thank you so um there was that and a lot of people were thinking that saucy santana the song that the booty booty saucy santana was gonna drop booty with um lil nas x because he did interviews saying that he did a song for lil nas x and when i heard the when i heard like the brief snippet of the track i'm like this with lil nas x would be killer on it oh my goodness and then like a few days at like the few days before it dropped they're like oh it has lotto on it and i'm nothing and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with lotto well actually mm, let me take that back because lotto but my my biggest issue with lotto isn't her music because she definitely has some ops on there it's just the fact that like 
she was really roaming around here gallivanting in these streets with um the name with a name that is based off that originally was based off of a uh a racist slur for um biracial people and i mean she knew that she obviously knew it was wrong because she changed it she shortened her name um and that's one of the big things that like is bugging me like it's just kind of like a taste that has not gone from my mouth um and you know booty still the song that she was on she still kind of ate it, the song still kind of gave it was good but i feel like it would have been like the it would have been the bbl anthem it would have been the lgbtq anthem and it would have been like the, the the summer anthem of 2022 if it had like lil nas on it lil nas x on it it would have been killer i believe um and it would have been like it plus especially it would have been interesting if he like performed that um on stage for the bt awards like in support of Lil Nas X if that was the case but obviously that wasn't um his performance was still pretty good I'm not knocking the performance um and I so just like Doshi's performance they were both very good they both ate but I feel as if Saucy Santana was only really there for um like diversity's sake unfortunately because I feel like the BT Awards saw that they got controversy like negative reactions for not inviting Lil Nas X and they are like shit who can we like invite quickly to like try to like appease appease our audience and they said oh Sasha Santana's popping off now let's just get him and like it's like it's unfortunate I feel like if they had everybody there and if they were truly honoring um black queer um artists and if they had like in the way that they should have the awards show probably would have ate um but like because they didn't and they kind of did it like half ass it was not it was not a good look i did not i wasn't a fan um speaking of lgbtq content and like artists they also did like a ballroom thing with like some people from pose the tv show and i feel like it wasn't that strong like i feel like they put them on like the smallest stage ever and they like it, it just it felt like they wanted to do pose but without doing pose all the way like one like it, it obviously felt like it was toned down when and it should have like, which kind of bugged me because ballroom is an kind of staple for lgbtq and black culture and a lot of things wouldn't have been done with um both in black and lgbtq culture without the help of ballroom and the fact that they were on like the smallest stage ever and like the not all of the talent from post were there especially not the, a lot of like the a-listers outside like billy Boulder and them um was a little was upsetting to me and it just kind of like proves to show that bet does not really care about like queer talent um, the way they should have, especially because of, especially with all the contributions that Black queer people have made towards the Black community, um, and it kind of highlights things forward, especially, and it kind of just like continues what has been going down for since that Lil Nas X controversy, and thing, especially going earlier than that. Um, there were apparently like rumors that dropped saying that um, 
they were having issues, like for the 2021 awards, they were having issues with Lil Nas X apparently saying that like he was a Satanist or like asking like what exactly in detail was he like going to perform at the show. And they were like very pissed at him for kissing on stage, which I mean, this is, that's super, like, I don't understand why you would, the fact that like the old people, the old management over at BET just refuses to sort of they refused the idea of like having queer people unapologetically be themselves kind of mirrors some of the the reactions that i know that as a black person i've seen like older um black people have with the lgbtq community especially with people who are black within that community um it's it it's unfortunate especially because the fact that queer people have brought so much to the table and brought and helped push black history and black culture forward in such ways that we you have to give them their props and it's disrespectful for um though that that to not be honored um that's really all i want to talk about the bts awards oh yeah and they got an award for some reason i mean i can i guess congratulations i don't know I, I I just don't feel like he should have been the one to like get the award, and it, but I do think it was kind of funny that he like thanked everybody but Carisha from the City Girls who was holding the sign like "Thank you, Daddy" or like "I love you, Daddy" or something like that, and um, he, she just wasn't thanked. I think it was kind of funny and unfortunate, but you know that's just me. But that's all I want to talk about for now. Um, for the BT Awards, we're going to head into a we're gonna head to commercial in which we're gonna have a little short dexter segment and then a little ad break between there and then we're gonna come back and we're going to talk about another topic that i want to talk about in this episode and that is a older game show that i started watching recently that is totally insane so i'll see y'all after the break don't don't leave don't make sure you stick around for another segment of cake radio So thank you for coming back to Cake Radio, and now we're going to start a new segment called Hot Cakes. Hot Cakes is basically a segment in which I'm going to talk about some of the trendy things that are like hot topics discussed in the news, as well as maybe some stuff that's been going on in the personal life, you know, just to give you a little look in what's going on. Um, today we will be focusing on the news, the pop culture news aspect of things. And let's get started. So the first hit of news is that Snapchat is launching a new subscription service or a new subscription tier. They're calling it Snapchat Plus. It'll cost $4 a month and it will basically provide subscribers with features like the ability to re- see who has rewatched someone's stories and they can pin a best friend to their profile. Um, the only caveat so far that has been announced is that it will provide it will have the same advertising experience as non-subscribers. So people who subscribe will still see ads and they'll still see the same type of ads that uh, free users of Snapchat will have access to. And I'm personally not supportive of the idea. I understand that um, subscriptions are a more stable source of ad revenue compared to ads. 
and I understand that everyone is having subscriptions as well. I mean, especially with social media, Twitter has a subscription service, they have Twitter Blue, TikTok is trying to launch their own uh, subscription service, and now there is Snapchat's version. And I feel like while Twitter, while Twitter is kind of a gray zone with their subscription tier, um, but still provides some like justifiable features that's for some people people can subscribe to are willing to subscribe to and with tiktok they can use the idea of premium content or in a snap in a tiktok format as a potential use uh as well as like some tiktok pop using popular tiktok stars and um creation studios to come together and make a somewhat uh some sort of case to that um, which even then I don't think may work because, I mean, it's, at that point, it sounds like they're just making a, uh, the TikTok version of Quibi, and we all remember how Quibi turned out. Um, rest in peace to Quibi, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, this sort of subscription service doesn't really make sense because it, so far, what we know that they're going to provide isn't enough. I mean... Because at the end of the day, I feel like if it, it would have been different if they provided an ad-free uh, experience to the service, that probably would have been justifiable enough with those other features. But the fact that um, they're only the only features that they've really sort of announced so far, or the examples that it provided, have been kind of dry and have some sort of workarounds, um, it doesn't really make it kind of makes it a hard sell for people to buy i personally wouldn't subscribe because i don't really care who would rewatch my stories and i i can easily tell who is who's like one of the best friends on my snapchat uh on my snapchat so i wouldn't have to scroll up or down or anything or have to deal with any sort of feature or need to pin them to my profile um so it would be hard it definitely wouldn't work for me but i'm not gonna knock it um, Snapchat is still being Snapchat. Their business is still primarily ad revenue, um, but they have taken losses. And I feel like the only way to really fix that is to keep working on the service and introducing new features that would make people sort of stay, um, or at least willing to like support with ads or some, or a subscription. Because I mean, as of right now, Snapchat has pretty much been the exact same as it's been for the couple of decades that it's existed, with the exception of maybe um, finally adding username changes as well as introducing like a, a TikTok copycat feature in there. Um, so if they actually introduced some like better features that would get people to be willing to subscribe to a service or even just be willing to sit their ads or use, stay on the service more that would be better than probably than what they're currently thinking overall our next story comes from uh hollywood it was announced that cameron diaz is coming out of retirement for a movie with jamie fox and basically from they it was announced by jamie fox sort of revealing that um on his social media talking about uh, showing an audio sort of voice call with him Cameron Diaz and Tom Brady so we're talking about um kind of get it's kind of a funny way to sort of introduce or reveal that she was coming out of retirement um and the movie is called Back in Action it will be it will be on Netflix and it will be entering production soon 
and it'll be directed by the director of Horrible Bosses, Seth Gordon. And I'm the one of the biggest things that I'm excited to hear, see is you know Cameron Diaz's return. It's been a good while since we've seen Cameron Diaz. The last time we saw her in like a major film was the Sony adaptation of um, Annie, and it's so it's definitely been a while. Um, since we've heard from her and seen any performances and I'm hoping that um, not only does she come back swinging writing one of her best performances in a while because I mean after retiring for several years you kind of have a tall order once you return Um, the other thing I'm hoping for her to do is to sort of have a uh, her to have a more of a work were a better work-life balance because one of the things that she said in one of her um, one of her interviews after retiring um, was this when you're making a movie it's a perfect excuse they own you you're there for 12 hours a day for months on end you have no time for anything else I realized I handed off parts of my life to all these other people and they took it Um, and that was in a conversation she had with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow that was posted on one of Gwyneth Paltrow's platforms so it was it's and she definitely has a point and it's unfortunately unfortunate that she had to go through that and I'm glad that she took the time off to retire and sort of focus on her personal life um so here's to Gwyneth I'm uh, not Gwyneth here's to Cameron Diaz I'm hoping I'm excited to see what she brings to the table with this new movie um with Jamie Foxx I'm hoping it's great I'm hoping she knocks it out of the park and I'm hoping that she has that work-life balance established. Our last story is music-related, and it comes from... It comes Beyonce-related, actually. So there was news that Azalea Banks, who is a um, art, uh, black artist who is known for her house music, was on a social media rant because after a Metro UK article cited an anonymous source saying that Beyonce had allegedly used dance music from artists like Mr. Jam, David Ashanti, David Asante, um, MNEK, uh, Camille, and early Azalea Banks when she was brainstorming the song of her recent single, Break My Soul, um, which will be on her Renaissance, which is out now, but it will be on her Renaissance album that's coming in July. Um, Azalea Banks went on a rant uh, because she believed that the singer the singer was using her music to grab attention and basically try to write her out of the narrative she basically said and i quote um okay i'm sorry but this is really fucking creepy beyonce has been trying to write me out of my own narrative for years at this point um what are you trying to do are you trying to encapsulate my music in time and say it's vintage or something as if my last three releases have not whooped your ass um and she as if i'm not showing major versatility and all that and she goes on sort of basically kind of tearing into beyonce um when the issue isn't beyonce and the issue is not the fact that she used her early azalea banks songs for inspiration the issue is that azalea banks has sort of set herself up in a situation where she can't be a chart uh, well she has struggled to be a chart uh, topper because of the fact that she is now sort of viewed by the public as someone who continues to have beef 
with different artists and is basic and has a lot of controversy um i feel like the best way for her to work with that is one take a break from social media not even like take a break at least like take a dial it back it's it's okay to be outspoken but the fact that she's been so outspoken and have issues with as many parts as she did is causing an issue um the other thing that she needs to do obviously is have a pr team so you can work with her and sort of go on try to at least try to figure out a way sort of get her back on track at least try to have some sort of fake not even a fake but like something adjacent something close to an apology not even to not even to every every individual artist because she's had issues with a lot of different artists over time but she needs to um at least sort of discuss you know some of her mental health issues and um at least take a little bit more of accountability and say that she's like trying to work on it and at least try to show or at least attempt to like display that in the public eye because everyone's watching and unfortunately there is a narrative that has been spread because of her mental health issues and because of the beef that she has caused with a lot of different artists um that the public views her as crazy and part of that is also because of the misogynoir that comes from um this male the straight male dominated uh industry and the fact that she is a black woman and she's queer doesn't help her case so she really needs to and she and it's unfortunate because her music's really good it's really strong um it's amazing music i love luxury and a few of her other tracks so she needs to like she needs to take accountability and she needs to work with a team um to sort of course correct because the issue is that i mean at the end of the day beyonce is not fooling with whatever you're saying even and she's not gonna like take come forward and like apologize for anything even if this was even if this is the case so she really needs to sort of go forward work with a team um, and try to course for X so she can keep sort of working, getting to that ambition, um, that ambitious sort of dream of being a chart topper that she wants to be, as well as pushing out some really strong music and trying to get her collaborations up with some artists that she, some artists that she's beef with to try to like come to fix and repair some relationships, as well as some of these new artists that are coming out. There are a lot of new artists coming out that are definitely going to be um, hit soon that she obviously could collaborate with and get um and keep working with over time and that's what i have to say on that this has been hot cakes and let's get back to our next and final segment of cake radio where i talk about a very impressive but also problematic game show called baggage So we're here with the last segment of Cake Radio, this episode of Cake Radio, and I want to talk about this game show that I've been tuning into recently. So recently, me and a bunch of friends would like come together and we would watch um, we watch the Game Show Network. They have a lot of online channels on like Pluto TV and like Redbox and some other uh, online streaming platforms. So we would like tune in at a certain time and watch um, 
this game show that will come on that we discovered called Baggage. And basically, what Baggage is, is it's a dating game show that's hosted by Jerry Springer. Man, yeah. I mean, I feel like that might speak for itself. But, um... It was a very apparently it was a very successful show. It was some it was a show that came on during the 2010s and ended in like it the first series ended in 20 in 2012. It started in 2010 and they apparently had a spin-off show that started in like and started and ended in 2015. Um it had the high like earned high ratings by uh, game show network standards, but it did receive mixed and critical reception. Um but let's talk about what the show is about. So basically, the show has three contestants, and they give the contestants the chance to win the Eye of Perspective date. The contestants have three suitcases on stage. They have a small bag, a medium bag, and a large one. And each suitcase sort of represents the baggage that they will like confess and defend that, and that will eventually appear um, if they, if the potential date ends up dating them and they have like a long-term relationship or something like that. Um, each suitcase contains an embarrassing, gross, or unique proposition. Um, and the bigger the size of the bag is, the bigger the suitcase, the higher level of shame or embarrassment, um, that that bag contains. And basically the potential date will basically narrow it down, narrow it down during each round to... Um, by kicking out or saying which, what, what bag, or what piece of baggage that they're not willing to accept from one of these people, um, one of the contestants, and they'll go home until they narrow it down until like one contestant, and once they sort of come together, the potential dater has to admit of the has to reveal their baggage. They have one piece of baggage that is a that could be turned that the the contestant can either turn down or can accept um the show is wild because i mean because of the fact that it's from like it's a game show um and the fact that it's like from the 2010s you can tell it's like very dated and like uh very somewhat problematic i'm not gonna say very problematic but it's somewhat problematic so one of the there's some crazy baggage i've seen from uh that show and i'm going to list them out now to give you an idea of uh how they go so one of the baggage uh episodes that i seen one of the contestants on there basically had a piece of baggage saying that uh and this was the, i think i believe their biggest baggage the large bag that they had open it was basically them saying that uh they had no credit they had no uh bank account they had no credit card they had no car um and this contestant eventually did get it um did like win the game they were like the last one to sort of go home and um it was wild to see and hear that because i saw that and i'm like so are you like mr Krabs from spongebob like do you have cash on your bed or under your bed or something like all right now um some other baggage that i was seeing from like earlier episodes goes it it goes insane one episode i saw had a contestant on there who said and this was one of their biggest baggage is their big baggage it basically said that uh 
no, 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 no. So it wasn't even like a contestant. So it, one contestant like won, and it was time to reveal like the potential dates baggage. And this episode was crazy because the baggage that that potential date revealed is was that they believed that they were Jesus, and it was like yikes! Like how do you? Well, to be fair, I'm a Christian, so I'm like, how can you like say that? And it was kind of interesting because the um the the contestant who won um was also was also did I also identify as a Christian? And she was like, she immediately turned him down um, because once you once you like see the potential dates baggage, you obviously you have the chance to either like turn it down or like accept the baggage and there's definitely episodes in which the baggage is turned down like the one i stated and this woman turned him down because she's like yeah i'm christian and i don't know why you would think you'd be able to get away with that um there's been some wilder baggage too one episode i saw had one contestant say that like they got a dui they um they were caught jaywalking they stole a bike and crashed the bike too and it was just interesting because like it was one of the weirdest episodes of baggage because she he opened it was the big it was the segment which is like their biggest baggage and he opens this one suitcase saying like the first half of that like he got a dui and like he was caught jaywalking blah 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 and you see like the three dots were like um what's the word i'm blanking on the word but you see that like it's not done there's more to that and the uh the date the potential date is like oh is there like more and he shuffles over and there's like an extra baggage that's there and it's basically continuing on it's just the continuation of what was supposed to be in that original bag and it's like and i also stole a bike blah blah blah, blah, blah. i'm like god damn how do you <laughs> and it was like apparently all in one night too like he did this all in one night how do you i mean he clearly was drunk but like how do you get and he, he was clearly drunk but this is like a producer stepping in telling him to write some crazy shit like that but like how do you get away with something he didn't get away with it because he got the dui and stuff but like how do you do that all at once he had to be like college frat boy at a party drunk like that's how crazy it had to be um yeah so and there's been some like other crazy baggage like there was one in which it was like but there's been like tamer things but there might be some tame things like oh i play dungeons dungeons and dragons like okay i mean it's like it's nothing like too um it's it's like not there'd be things in which it's not like too out of the road unless you're like strange or like you hate just like you hate like different people like you just want like some normal uh quote-unquote normal person who like works a nine to five and blah 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 blah. but you know um it's definitely a very interesting show to see there's also it's as i said earlier it's also kind of problematic because when it comes to like the it's both from the the potential date as well as from like the audience that's like supposed to be cheering on or being told to cheer on or something because when it comes to anything that is um that is somewhat like homo homosexual or like something that 
can teeter on the idea of being within like the it's given lgbtq lgbtq it's given be who you are um like they get to home there's been there's been times in which i've seen episodes in which it's like oh i um i went to a drag show or like i uh or like i participated in a drag show or um it might even be something like like, oh i kissed my i kissed my friend as like a joke once and it was it was a and it was a dude or something um and the and the potential date would be like well the 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 audience would be like oh like they think it's weird and get reminded it's 2010 um so of course they they it kind of makes sense that they react like that but it also doesn't make it okay and then you see like the potential date who's like well i'm not too i'm not too comfortable like, oh, i'm not too comfortable with the like idea of them like doing that because like and then they say something wild like they're like do you want to wear something like that in bed or something or like so like or like it might even be like oh i had a re- i had a relationship with a dude once but i still like there's like all that like they come out as bisexual or something on the show and the date is like the penitential date is like well i don't want to like be in a relationship with you and you're thinking about boys like it's it's that like very um biphobic um sort of thing that a lot of that a lot of like people in 2010s and even some people now still believe and like think about and like seeing that on like a tv show it's definitely it's it's horrendous um and I, and I also believe that there's a lot of, like, heavy producer involvement on this show because you can tell that, like, there's definitely moments in which there's these contestants are being, like, knocked out. Um, and the people who are being knocked out or, like, kicked off the show are people who, like, have some, like, pretty tame baggage, but they're keeping some of the more deranged sort of picks probably to, like, make sure that people are still interested in the show. Um, and that's really all i gotta say about it it's a wild show they play if you if you're interested in watching it i believe that they have uh, episodes up on like youtube and there's also uh they also have like game show network uh digital channels on like pluto tv red box or like some other like uh online free to access uh channels and stuff like that um i think it's definitely worth checking out I mean, if you want to see, if you want to be, like, if you want to be invested in something like that, and that's really all I got to say about it. And that's the end of Cake Radio today, y'all. Thank you for joining me on this episode. I'm hoping that you um, enjoyed it. Make sure you follow me on my social media pages at The Cake Dive, or you can follow me on YouTube at um, youtube.com slash cake dive live. Um, and you can also make sure you follow this podcast and give it a good rating if you enjoy it. Again, I'm the Cake Dive, and this has been Cake Radio. Bye.